the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may contain pre-recorded material. A disclaimer, there is no pre-recorded material on my show. I don't know why they make that announcement. A lawyer probably supports it. I, my task is to give you the best show. Lawyer's task is not to give you the best show. They have other concerns. So as long as they keep making that announcement, I will keep refuting it. There is no pre-recorded anything except Frank Sinatra or the Beatles or whatever bumper music there might be. Okay, welcome to the show, my friends. I think word will get back eventually that I am undoing the damage of that announcement. That's pre-recorded. That's correct. Glenn Miller and his band, or whatever it is. Chicago, Sinatra. Chicago, oh, that's right. There you go. I think he had all, what did, did he have songs about any city other than Chicago and New York? It's a very famous New York show. Hey, by the way, I am here in Chicago because tonight I am having a... A cigar night here with f- folks, and if you would, uh, and my fellow talk show host Dan Proft and Sean Thompson, it's a terrific uh, evening that I do every year, you can submit questions for us to answer, and you can uh, watch it live as it happens. It's at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com, 1499. You can watch it on uh, the mo- any mobile device, so I just want you to know, it's SalemNow.com, it will be fun. That that I uh, and informative and depressing. <laughs> yes, fun and depressing. I I I don't uh, I don't sugarcoat the uh, the danger to the world and to the United States that the left has created. Joe Biden is most destructive, absolutely purely destructive. Everything he has done has hurt the United States. He's done nothing good for this country, only bad. It's it's very hard to do only bad, uh, but uh, he has been able. Afghanistan was a completely unnecessary tragedy in American history, not to mention Afghan history, the Middle Eastern history, history. He has revived, single-handedly, he has revived Islamic terror. The, the happiest people in the world outside of the left in the United States uh, are terrorists. For good reason, I might add. Yes. So, anyway, SalemNow.com for tonight's event. I read something, uh, I don't know where, the former president of St. John's College, that famous college of where they studied the great books. I I don't know if they've gone woke, uh, so I I just don't know. It would be... My belief is that they probably did, but there's a chance that they didn't. I don't know any college that has courageous leaders. 
So I don't know why St. John's would be unique, but maybe it is. Nevertheless, John Agresto, who's retired president of St. John's, has a, a line at the end of a paragraph about human beings and freedom. And the line reads, Some men kiss their chains. What have I uh, told you for uh, much of my life? Freedom is a value, not an instinct. People yearn to be taken care of. They don't yearn to be free. So this is his statement. Don't all people yearn for freedom? We have asked. And we assume the answer is yes, but the answer is no. Some Now, why would he know this, and why do I know this, and the vast majority of Americans don't know this? People don't yearn for freedom, because he and I have studied the great books. We got wisdom. Yes, we got wisdom from great books. Where else do you get wisdom from? Your heart? Your heart is the seat of idiocy. Heart is great. It's just not the seed of wisdom. The answer is no. Some people, perhaps most people, prefer other goods. Indeed, some people would rather be holy than free, or safe than free, or be instructed in how they should lead their lives rather than be free. Many prefer the comfort of strong answers already given rather than the openness and hazards of freedom. There are those who would never dream of substituting their will for the imams or pushing their desires over the customs and traditions of their families. Some men kiss their chains. Good stuff. That's correct. And by the way, he knocked their people on all sides. He said some people rather be holy than free. Greatness of the American experiment, which is currently descending in its uh, in its success, was that they said that holiness and freedom are related. God wants us to be free. Staggering revolution in the history of mankind, and it's dying because. We attached in this country God and freedom. So if you don't have God, you won't have freedom. Secular conservatives are naive, as naive about religion as secular liberals. And uh, if you don't have uh, a yearning for freedom, which is built into human nature not to have that yearning, and no God, then you have a celebration of non-freedom. Some men kiss their chains. There you go. That is exactly correct. There's a piece in the uh, Telegraph today uh, about uh, about Joe Biden. Uh, let's see. Let's hope I can log in here. Ah, there we go. I can. A piece in the Telegraph, Alistair Heath, it's British. 
The U.S. is in retreat on all fronts, and its incompetent politicians are incapable of reversing the decline. The It's not that they are incompetent. They are incompetent, but that is not the reason they won't reverse the decline. They, they seek its decline. You can't explain the possible influx of two million foreigners into this country through the southern border unless you understand that there is desire to fundamentally transform the United States, as Barack Obama put it. Barack Obama unleashed Joe Biden and a lot of the racial animosities, but he did it in a very, very sophisticated way. He speaks the language of NPR. That's the key. And Donald Trump spoke anti-NPR. Donald Trump spoke the opposite of NPR. They hated him for that. The West has lost control. There will be mass population movements, currency wars, and battles over natural resources. The American empire at least believed in freedom and democracy. What replaces it won't even pretend to be liberal. And yet liberals vote Democrat. That's right. In uh, the British Parliament, they condemned Joe Biden. It was fascinating. You you should watch it. It's it's available on YouTube. The disgrace of the American leaving, and uh, th- this is the guy who and party said, "Oh, uh, Trump! He uh, he alienated our allies, our sanctified." NATO alliance was something he disregarded. On on the contrary, he did not disregard it. He wanted to strengthen it. You say you'll pay X amount of your budget to armaments, you should. Trump was entirely right. He wanted it strengthened. There There were NATO forces in Afghanistan. And yet, Biden didn't say a word to them. He just did what he wanted to do. Where's the commitment to alliance then? You see, it it, it doesn't matter what the left says. They say what they say for, for victory at the moment, not because it's true. Donald Trump was far more committed to NATO than... The Democrats are. This was proof. Much more. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Chicago. 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 Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. 
But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. I'm Dennis Prager, and you are well aware of our being censored that is PragerU, for example, by the left-wing tech giants. So many of us are taking a different approach and using SquadPod, a team communication and collaboration app for businesses, nonprofits, sales teams, and religious organizations. It is everything you need, chat, video calls with screen sharing, file storage, etc. Plus, it's 100% private, non-discoverable, and American-made, owned, and operated. Stop supporting the companies who engage in data mining, profiling, selling data, and limiting expression of ideas. Take back your privacy, intellectual property, and right to free speech with SquadPod. Visit squadpod.com forward slash Prager, squadpod.com forward slash Prager to learn more. That's squadpod.com forward slash Prager, squadpod.com slash Prager. This is Fundraising Month for PragerU August. You want to help the fighters? That's as good as fighting. PragerU.com, 800, what is it? PragerU.com, 833-PragerU. Yeah, there you go. Either way. Oh, by the way, I uh, I will be conducting, for those of you in the L.A. area, those who want to fly in, I will be conducting High Holy Day services. I, uh, I've been doing this for about 20 years. So it's a very, very moving thing. People of all backgrounds and faiths attend. So just send me an email at uh, DennisPrager.com, and you'll get information. I won't be able to respond to you until uh, until Monday. As I'm on the road, but uh, do it. Do send it to DennisPrager.com, and we are going to zoom it as well through SalemNow.com, so that those of you who cannot attend or do not wish to attend because of fears of dying uh, can do so, uh, can still attend. And and, and it, is, it is it is fears of dying, and I I didn't say that. M- in a mocking way, there are people who, who fear that they will die. Some people have a right to have that fear. They have terrible uh, immune systems. great majority of people should not. Nevertheless, if you, for whatever reason uh, you cannot or don't want to attend, you will be able uh, to see the service live streamed at SalemNow.com. But I am conducting services in the uh, L.A. area. And it's a sanity keeper. It's also an attempt, uh, not an attempt, it, it, it is a way for you to introduce religion on the most sophisticated uh, level to your children and, and or grandchildren. They don't see sophisticated religion. It's a very rare thing in, uh, in, in Jewish life specifically and in uh, Jewish and Christian life generally. So here, here is a chance. There are examples of it, uh, but uh, they haven't seen it in many instances. 
Minnesota principals sign decentering whiteness pledge. A group of 162 principals and assistant principals at Minnesota schools has invoked the late civil rights icon, former Georgia Congressman John Lewis, to push their goal of decentering whiteness in education. The Good Trouble principals describe themselves as, of course, a loose coalition of Local principles bound together by a commitment to changing our nation's future by engaging in better, more equitable education practices. Equitable, by the way, notices uh, is the word, not equal. Equal means that you teach every child as best as you can. Equitable is you get the same results. You get equal results. They're not even related. John Lewis said, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never be afraid of making some noise and get in trouble, get in good trouble. Necessary trouble, the letter reads. The undersigned principles declare publicly today that we are making some noise and getting in good trouble. Really? It's not possible for a leftist to get in good trouble. There is nothing too left, too out of out of your mind, uh, for you to uh, suffer. There, it, it, these people take the mantle of martyrdom for no reason. People who get into good trouble are conservatives, not leftists. The letter states that the principles intend to do that by decentering whiteness and dismantling the practices that reinforce white academic superiority, which allegedly includes standardized testing and an Americanized version of a caste system in our schools. Maury Melander Friestleben, a member of the group, said its concrete goals uh, concrete goals include increasing varieties of student and school evaluations that go beyond the annual standardization testing process. In other words, they'll give you grades based on your race. And that's very helpful to uh, blacks, isn't it? That's right. We'll grade you differently. Because we on the left think you're inferior. Ladies and gentlemen, I would put my hand on a Bible, which I regard as God's word, in saying that I swear to God that I believe that the left is the center of racism in the United States. People on the left have utter contempt for blacks. Blacks are used to destroy America but they are not helped. Anybody who thinks changing standards for blacks is good has contempt for blacks, not to mention for the subject. Critics of standardized testing have said it offers an advantage to wealthy white and Asian American families. Its detractors include New York Progressive Representative Jamal Bowman, who described it as a pillar of systemic racism. I see. The principals group also accused parent-teacher associations and teachers' unions of promoting white supremacy. I love it. Teachers' unions. There's nothing left of teachers' unions. (laughs) It's awesome. They They eat their own. Great biblical phrase about a land that devours its own inhabitants. Eretz ochelet yoshveha. That's exactly what the left does. It devours its inhabitants. That's why Trotsky was murdered by Stalin. 
the trick on the left is to stay alive. You've got to somehow anticipate how far left the power will go and then avoid being a victim of it. Not easy. Not easy. So PTAs, of course, PTAs, oh, my God, Parent Teacher Association, Center of Racism and, and Teachers Unions. I love it. We purposefully call out and lift up historically non-represented voices of color in our spaces to hold weight and power. Anyway, I, if you're a Minnesota parent centric to a typical Minnesota school, uh, you, you are uh, probably hurting your child and may well hurt your child's relationship with you permanently. Melander Friestleben said such groups have played a role in attempts to preserve segregated schools and to remove contracted teachers of color without due process. Decentering that means understanding that history, in order to identify any present indicators that may be operating in that same light, she told Fox News. Lifting up voices of color could include inviting an indigenous parent as a guest speaker to discuss Native American geographical names like Minnesota, Minnehaha, and Minnetonka, she said. That's right. By the way, I have nothing opposed to that. But uh, will there be a school orchestra? Will the kids learn grammar? Will they all have to learn the same grammar? I is is not correct. I am is correct. Like... That's what I would have asked had she been on my show back in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer a two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee. NerveRenew.com, or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. One eight Prager seven seven six. Mike in Temecula, Michigan. Hello. Is that right? Excuse me. Uh, to make my my error, Tecumseh, my error. Michigan. Tecumseh, my terrible. I should go in the uh, punishment room. After actually. Chief Tecumseh. Okay. One minute. I'm being punished. Are going to learn to be more professional. That's what you're going to do. That's true. Had I been more professional, I I would have gotten Tecumseh right. Go ahead. It's all right. Hey, uh, I'm just I'm kind of upset with the president. I'm glad he's getting out of Afghanistan. Like. Uh, insurrectionist leader uh, got us, was trying to get us out. He said they wouldn't last two days is who 
what Trump said. But uh, I don't think we lasted that long. But anyway, uh, I'm upset because of the, the, the optics of that plane on the tarmac. Biden should have heads rolling for what happened out there. That should never have happened. Those plane, the plane taking off, trying to take off with all those people hanging on it, they should have stopped that plane, got all the people off, only the people that were going to fly get on. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That should never have happened. Well, it should never have happened, but uh, if, if any heads roll, it should be uh, Joe Biden's. Joe Biden, uh, I know you wanted us to leave. I didn't. We had 2,500 people there and some folks from NATO. We kept the peace. Now uh, we have emboldened terror. There is not a single justification for leaving Afghanistan. I don't care if it's a conservative or a liberal who believes we should have left. They don't have a single argument that I have heard that is in any way rational. It's purely emotional. Oh, we've been there uh, 20 years. Oh, that's a compelling argument. It's a compelling emotion. All right, everybody. I have the author of a major uh, workout uh, now. Uh, To his credit, it's not something you would have thought would have become a national bestseller, and I'm glad it is. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy, and he's a majorly successful entrepreneur. He's written for Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, Harvard Business Review. The book is Woke Incorporated, Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. And given my contempt for big business, which I've always had since I studied communism in graduate school, Big business never had morals, and it is not any different today. None of this is shocking, but it is devastating. So uh, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show, Mr. Ramaswamy. Glad to be here. Can you hear me pretty well? I hear you pretty well. Uh, it's not the, it's not, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 7. How's this? 7 and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll live with it. We'll live with it. Uh so tell me why my thesis is is I'm uh, not fully explanatory. I think it's overwhelmingly a function of cowardice that uh, American Express uh, craps on the United States uh, as does Nike and the others. Is, is there a reason as important as that one? There's an even more important reason, in my opinion, Dennis, not that I disagree with you. I would add to it that it is actually downright nefarious because what these companies are doing is they are creating a smokescreen to deflect accountability from their actual business practices. It works like a magic trick, like a con game. Mag- magicians flash flashing lights, blow smoke, walk beautiful women on stage. Well, today what these businesses do is they flaunt these progressive social values to distract the public from the issues they'd rather not be talking about. You have Goldman Sachs issuing edicts from the mountaintops of Davos that it would not take a company public in the United States unless its board is sufficiently diverse right around the same time that they're actually participating in defrauding the Malaysian people to the tunes of $5 billion. You have Coca-Cola issuing statements about a voting law in Georgia that make it sound more like a super PAC than a soft drink manufacturer or teaching its employees how to be less white deflecting accountability from the growing epidemic of diabetes and obesity, including in the black community they profess to care so much about, that's not at the core. That's at the core of their business. They'd rather not be talking about it. So I think it's one step worse than what you say. If you're American Express, they're under investigation by the DOJ right now over the last year as we speak for defrauding small businesses across this country. 
what better way to deflect accountability than to claim that capitalism is racist and to treat and to teach your employees accordingly. So I, I think that this is more intentional. I think it is a purposeful arranged marriage between the woke left and big business. It's not a marriage of love. It is more like mutual prostitution. And I think the net result is the birth of what I think is the illegitimate birth of their child, which is the woke industrial complex that actually is the real threat to everyday Americans today. And, and that's what okay. I talk about a lot. That, all right, we got to continue. That is so intelligent. So how does that explain Nike because of their practices in China? It would be very interesting. The book is up at DennisPrager.com, Woke Incorporated. Very important book out, Woke Incorporated, Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. Vivek Ramaswamy is the author. It is a national bestseller. He's a very successful entrepreneur, and he understands what's going on. So my first question was, other than cowardice, how would you explain it? I find his explanation, in addition to cowardice, effective. It's a smokescreen for all the bad stuff that they do. So I'd like to develop that uh, theme, uh, Vivek, and we'll begin uh, with the example of Nike, which, if it didn't begin the current wave of anti-American hatred from the uh, corporate America, it certainly was one of the big starters of it. What animates Nike? Yeah, look, I think it is in large part the same theme with one additional nuance that I want to get to. The same theme is that they're using woke smoke to cover up their actual business practices. Because I'll tell you, Dennis, it is a lot easier to verbally criticize slavery 250 years ago than it is to reduce your reliance on slavery today. And I will tell you, they source their shoes from slave labor in Asia to sell $250 sneakers the black kids in the inner city who can't afford to buy books for school, all in the name of serving black communities and donating tens of millions of dollars to Black Lives Matter, a Marxist organization that professes to care about black lives while calling for the defamation of the nuclear family structure. And I think for Nike, that allows them to sell more sneakers. It allows them to build a better brand with the community to whom they are selling those shoes while deflecting accountability from actually relying on not slavery 250 years ago when the United States was born, but slavery today, in the year 2021, in the present, without being held to account for it. And there's two more dimensions to this on Nike, where they criticize the United States to no end, but they do not say a peep about true human rights atrocities in China, where you have over a million Uyghurs in concentration camps, subject to forced sterilization and communist indoctrination. And Nike CEO John Donahoe goes earlier this summer to China and says, we are a brand of China and for China. Those are his words, not mine. But I also think that in some ways, consumers in the United States, get in, in order to be, you know, what would Nike say? They're saying the consumers demand this for us. So if we're to evaluate that argument, I think there's some truth to it, if I'm being honest. But I think that reveals a different issue, Dennis, which is the cultural vacuum at the, at the center of our nation's soul, where I'm a millennial and people my age and younger, we're hungry for a cause. We're hungry for purpose and we're hungry for identity. And we live in a moment where patriotism and faith and hard work the kinds of things that used to fill that void have disappeared, and we have instead turned to commercialism to fill that moral hunger. It's like the equivalent of satisfying our hunger with fast food. What we really need is a more rich, shared identity to fill that vacuum instead, and, and that's really the solution to all of this woke agenda that I talk about in the book. Wow, well said. 
How are you regarded uh, in the? In, in, you're in New York. Uh, the in, in your world, how are you regarded? Well, I live in Ohio now. It's where I was born and raised, and and it's where we moved back to raise a family a couple of years ago because I knew I didn't want to do that in New York. I'm, I know I'm something of a traitor to my class, right? I mean, I I didn't. I wasn't born into elite America, but I've lived in it for the last 15 years or so. I, I went to Harvard, went to Yale. I've worked in elite hedge funds at a pretty young age. I founded a multi-billion dollar company that I led as CEO in the biotech world. And this is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to shut up and play along. You're supposed to go to fancy ski towns on a private jet to preach about the racially disparate impacts of climate change or whatever it is you do in Davos on a given day. And, you know, I think that I'm viewed as a little bit of a defector from that class. That being said, though, I think a lot of people share my perspective. I, I, was, I was on a call last week with one of the most prominent venture capitalists in Silicon Valley who said that he was, I, I would have never guessed him saying this because he's a very prominent person. He said, I'm envious of you because I can't say what you're saying in public. And I thought that that was a real shame where, you know, I know everyday Americans are, shackled from being able to speak for fear of losing their job, and that's bad enough. But even if people who occupy seats of, of power in our capitalist economy still feel threatened by the threat of being tarred with the label of being a racist, where there's no greater damnation in modern America than to be called a racist, and you're called a racist if you disagree with anything the woke movement has to say, that really shows how far our culture of fear has come in supplanting our culture of free speech in this country. And I felt the only way to address that, Dennis, was to start talking openly again. And frankly, I wasn't free to do that as a CEO of a prominent company myself. And so that's why in this January, I actually publicly stepped aside as CEO. I still remain chairman, but I said that there's a new CEO and my voice is different from the voice of the company. But now I'm going to speak, and I'm going to speak in an unrestrained way. And, and that was part of my mission in writing this book. Is why, can't the, why can't this... Talking openly. Why can't this man you spoke to speak out? Well, look, he's afraid of social castigation. Our, our culture. Right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So forgive me. Wait. So, but you, so he is afraid and you're not. I think that's, that's accurate. That's accurate. Okay. Exactly. So my cowardice explanation, uh, well, you didn't deny it. You just said there was a, a oh, bigger one. It. It's a part of the story. It's a part of the story. There is a culture of fear in this country, and, and there's almost a, it's almost like a law of physics in the social universe, Dennis, and it works like this. Fear spreads more quickly than courage, and I think that that is what's happening in America today, is courage can be infectious, but fear is even more infectious, and that's why I think it takes extraordinary demonstrations of courage to really revive that culture of being able to speak freely without fear of retribution. And I'll tell you, I have lived the full arc of the American dream, so I don't want to claim that like, I'm some sort of courageous hero. I don't have a job to lose because, thankfully, I've lived the full arc of the American dream, and I don't have to worry about putting food on the dinner table. And so for me, it was a lot less heroic to do it than for a lot of other Americans who do take a risk of losing their job when they speak out, who do take a risk of their kids getting a bad grade in school or even getting kicked out of a private school if they speak out against what their kids are being taught in the classroom. And I really salute those brave Americans who are actually taking even bigger risks than I had to take. Yes, I had to step aside as CEO of my company, and it wasn't easy. But compared to the risks that a lot of other Americans are asked to take every day to fight this new ideology, I actually salute them far ahead of me. Writing a book was easy by comparison. Right. But the guy in San Francisco wouldn't even do that with his billion dollars. The book is Woke Incorporated. 
Vivek Ramaswamy, and the book is up at my website. Vivek Ramaswamy is an extremely successful entrepreneur, venture capitalist, who has uh, spoken out against uh, the anti-American hatred that permeates corporate America. And uh, he has explained it, and is explaining it well uh, in this interview. The book is Woke Incorporated, Inside America's Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. So when did you first speak out? Yeah, so, you know, the funny thing about building a company, Dennis, is I had to have my head down and focus on that. So I started the company in 2014 and didn't really do much speaking out because I was too focused on building the company. The company stood on its own two feet by early 2020, and I wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal in February of 2020 taking aim at this artificial stakeholder capitalism, the idea that companies had to service progressive social causes in addition to making products. And that was going to be about it for me. It was a one-time shot. I really wanted to say my piece and then move on. Turned out that actually stirred some big waves in the business community. A book agent approached me, you know, a relatively prominent one, and he said, you want to blow this out into a book, I think you need to do that. And then I ended up deciding to write a book about it. It ended up becoming so controversial that I ended up actually wading into, into uh, I would say, the thick of what is not only our war in corporate America, but I think that the war for the American soul, reviving our shared American ideals to dilute the woke agenda to irrelevance, not just in corporate America, but now I'm really focused on other spheres of American life as well, including nonprofits, including our schools, and including our politics. Right. We need you. What does a person do with regard to American Express or Nike? Do they boycott it? What What do you think they yeah. should do? Look, I think in the short run, the answer could be choosing not to buy from these companies, but that's a pretty superficial solution, Dennis. I actually think the answer in the longer run starts with the next generation. All right. Our generation is already stuck and mired in this way of thinking, but I think the right answer is to revive a sense of shared American pride in the next generation that dilutes wokeism to irrelevance. I'm a little bit worried about seeing some of the methods of the left starting to infect the right, the victimhood culture in minority communities in woke in the, in, in the woke lexicon on the left is now starting to show up in weird ways in grievance culture on the right. Same thing with respect to cancel culture. I don't favor using that in reverse. I think the right answer is to educate the next generation, put civic service and civic education into primary education. And I think the timeline we have to get this right is when the kids in first grade now, by the time they graduate from 12th grade, that's when we're going to have to fix this. Because if we don't, right. that's when we lose an entire generation. So that's where I'm focused, actually, is on school well, and I, civic I, education. I, I deeply resonate to everything you've said. The book Woke Incorporated is up at DennisPrager.com. Forgive me for saying that it, though not intended nor by me, it explains the mission of PragerU as well as anything to help support us during fundraising month. Vivek Ramaswamy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.